This episode is sponsored by The Dream Exit. The Dream Exit is a private, bespoke program for successful entrepreneurs with annual revenue between 5 million and 100 million who realize that they have one chance to get their dream exit right and that the odds of realizing that dream by themselves all alone or at the last minute are stacked against them. In less than 90 days, we teach you how to design, build, and execute a customized dream exit playbook that gets your business ready for sale at its maximum value and gets you ready to maximize your meaning and purpose in your post-exit life, even if today you are not ready to sell. You see, dream exits just don't happen. They are the result of early professional and proven planning. So if you're an entrepreneur with annual sales between five and 100 million, and you want to learn how to 10x to 100x your chances of achieving the dream exit you deserve, go to dreamexitplaybook.com today. Hey everybody, welcome back to this Free Thinking Friday episode solo episode of the How to Happen podcast. I'm Mike, and I appreciate you being here today. So today, we are diving into a fascinating topic, and that is, can money buy happiness? For the purposes of this, we're going to explore a groundbreaking article that delves deep into this age-old question. And our story begins with two conflicting studies on happiness and income. On the one hand, we have a study done by two economists, Daniel Kahneman and can't remember the first guy, the other guy's first name, but his last name is Deaton, referred to as KD, which analyzed over close to half a million responses from the Gallup Healthways Wellbeing Index. And they looked at emotions like happiness, enjoyment, and sadness, and how those emotions relate to income. So what was KD's main finding? Well, they found that happiness increases with income, but only up to a point. And in their study, after reaching $75,000 of annual income, the increase in happiness starts to level off. So this threshold uh, became a widely quoted figure, suggesting that beyond a certain income, more money doesn't mean more happiness. And then there's this other study. It's studied by Matthew Killingsworth, and it's referred to as the MK study. And Matthew conducted a study using experience sampling where participants reported their happiness in real time. So like just kind of like a food diary, you know, when you eat. So I don't know if it was every 15 minutes or what, but MK's conclusion was that happiness continues to rise with income, even above $75,000. And this obviously challenged the findings in the KD study. So we've got two valid studies with contradictory results. So you think to yourself, well, you know, how can that be? So interestingly, these authors uh, embarked on an adversarial type collaboration, uh, a unique approach where the opposing researchers work together to find common ground. And their combined analysis revealed something very intriguing. There's an unhappy minority whose happiness increases with income up to a point and then plateaus. That's the unhappy minority. But for the happier minority, happiness continues to rise with income, even in higher ranges. And the analysis showed two patterns. One they call a linear log pattern, where happiness steadily increases with income, and the other, a flattening pattern, where happiness levels off after a certain income threshold. 
Both patterns exist simultaneously, but affect different groups of people differently. So the study also sheds light on the importance of how we measure happiness, like everything. Uh, it always comes down to how you measure it, right? You and I both know that. So KD's approach was more effective in measuring unhappiness, it turns out, while MK's method captured a broader range of emotional well-being. So the question is, can money buy happiness? Well, according to these studies, it's a complex question. It probably is a complex question. And money does influence happiness, but the relationship isn't straightforward. It varies across different income levels and individual circumstances. So here's what I have for you, right? I love talking to you about the things like this because you and I can usually help one another with our thinking. So my question for you is, can money buy happiness? Do you agree with the DK study or the MK study or neither? Do you have your own belief system or have you studied this yourself? Here's why, where I come down on this. Money can definitely buy happiness. There's no question about that. And at what level, I think it's different for every person. And I have no way of predicting what that's going to be for you or me or, or anyone else. But when I think about it, I put in my, in my own experience, I think, well, having enough money to buy what I want and will use, which are two sometimes different things. And I've definitely fallen into this trap of things that I think I want, but then I never use. So for me, buying, being able to have enough money to buy what I want and will use, being enough, be, having enough money to buy family experiences that I will remember and having enough money for donating to things that my wife, Jamie, and I want to support, that makes me happy. So I'm really interested in finding out what makes you happy when it comes to money. So thank you for spending your time with me today. I do value it, and I hope that doing so brought you some new value into your life and into your day. And until next time, maximize the greatness inside of you. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. And before you go, I just have three requests for you. One, if you like what I'm doing, please consider subscribing or following the podcast on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you're really into it, leave me a review, write something nice about me, give me five stars or whatever you feel is most appropriate. Number two, I've got a book. It's called Ownership, How Getting Selfish Got Me Unstuck. It's an Amazon bestseller. And I'd love for you to read it or listen to it on Audible or wherever else, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. You can get it everywhere. If you're looking for inspiration that will help you unlock your greatness and potential, order or download it today so that you can have your very own copy. And if you get it, please let me know what you think. Number three, my newsletter. I do a newsletter every Thursday and I talk about things that are interesting to me and or I give more information about the podcast and the podcast guests that I've had and the experiences that I've had with them. You can sign up for the podcast today at my website, which is my name, MikeMalatesta.com. You do that right now, put in your email address and you'll get the very next issue. The newsletter is short, thoughtful, and designed to inspire, activate, and maximize the greatness in you. 